Hi everyone, Dan Cassidy here. Welcome to Top of the Morning on the UBS Market Moves podcast channel. Our conversation today will focus back in on the U.S. consumer as we will reflect on what a recent string of retail earnings have told us about trends, behaviors, and the reopening, along with a look at the catalysts to be mindful of in the second half of the year. Joining me here on the line for the conversation today, glad to welcome back to Top of the Morning, Rom Samuels, Consumer Analyst for the Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. So Rob, good morning. Great to be back on the podcast with you and looking forward to our conversation. Thanks, Ben. Uh, Great to be with you as well. Absolutely. So Rob, to get things started, perhaps we can cite the fact that uh, the Q1 earnings season at this point for retailers, it's largely behind us. And in its wake, there seems to be some confusion amongst investors in terms of where we stand with respect to the reopening trade. So can you walk us through exactly what's at play here? Yeah, sure, Dan. Uh, you know, this pest earnings season, which just ended, was rather confusing because the key thing that people were really listening for or trying to decipher is where do we stand uh, in regards to the reopening trade. And what I would say, in my view, is that we're probably still in the in the earlier to middle innings. Uh, you know, right now, uh, nothing has really slowed down. The consumer continues to spend uh, really across the board on everything from apparel to cosmetics to accessories. Uh, you name it, the consumer is is spending there. But you know, within the within retail, uh, re- the the apparel and footwear names are really in the middle uh, of this debate. You know, they are typically early early cycle names. Right now, they're being aided by a significant amount of stimulus, pent up demand. Uh, so I do believe that you know we still are in the earlier innings uh, with regards to the reopening there. And you know, the way that I'm viewing it is, we still have a number of. Uh, potential catalysts upcoming over the next several quarters. Uh, travel and tourism haven't really kicked in quite yet, especially on the international front. So I think that probably starts to, we start to see more of that as we, as we get later into the year and then early into next year. And just given the record amounts of money that's been pumped into the system, you know, I do think that the consumer can continue to spend for longer. So, Rob, related to this conversation, I was recently reading a blog you released on May 26th, uh, the title, Confusing Retail Earnings Season as Investors Debate the Reopening Trade. Now, within that blog, it was interesting. You cited how savings rates, they're at all-time highs. So I'm curious, how will that translate to spending patterns going forward? And is there a particular demographic at the moment, which is driving spending. Yeah, Dan, it's not just savings rates. As I mentioned, there's lots of money in the system, given all the stimulus that we've seen. Uh, the savings rates, as you said, are at, are at all-time highs. Home prices are up. The stock market is near uh, record high levels. Wages are rising. And we really haven't seen the real job recovery start to take hold quite yet. So really a lot of tailwinds for the consumer right now. In terms of who is driving uh, things at the moment, I do think that the low-end consumer uh, is, is probably at, at the forefront, just given that you know the, the, the amount of stimulus that that, that demographic has seen, uh, the type of stimulus spending is, that, that's going on um, with, with that consumer. They're most likely driving things at, at the moment. But that's not to say that other consumer demographics aren't getting in uh, on, on the party as well. You know, the high-end consumer you know, will lead this, I think, the second leg of the recovery as we head into what should be a much more normalized holiday season as families once again congregate and, and travel together. So 
you know, the, it, it, I think it's, it's, it's a party for everybody right now with probably the lower end consumer, again, just benefiting from all the stimulus that we've seen. Now, Rob, a few moments ago, you mentioned some key catalysts, and it's hard to believe, but here we are in June. We're already making our way into the back half of 2021. So what are some key catalysts, Rob, to be mindful of that could influence consumer behavior and engagement going forward? Yeah, you know, Dan, as we think about the back half of the year, there are a number of several positive catalysts on the horizon. Number one, we are going to see additional stimulus in the form of child tax credit payments to qualified families totaling roughly, totaling roughly $3,600 per child that will start being delivered in July. Back to school, I think, is going to be a real, uh, is going to be one of the best that we've seen in recent memory as students return to into in-person classes. Uh, really for the first time in, you know, well over a, a year, so I'll probably be closer to to uh, a year, a year and a half, two years, and clearly there's going to be a lot of wardrobes that need to be replenished as those kids have grown uh, over over the last uh, over the last period of time. Yeah, you know, that certainly hasn't stopped. So yeah, you know, I think spending levels should remain elevated through the summer months. Um, and you know, even though costs are rising, we've been hearing that from a number of companies. You know, just higher spending and the tight inventory controls that we've seen really should continue to drive material upward earnings revisions in the near term. Okay, so with those positive catalysts in mind, Rob, what are the skeptics pointing to that we should be aware of? Yeah, this more skeptical argument really is that back to school is the last perceived catalyst for the consumer. That The group will, will begin to cycle up against much more difficult margin comparisons in the back half of the year with the potential for inventory to build up, uh, which would lead to higher promotions and deterior- deteriorating margins. That's really some of the crux, or really the crux of the bear argument. And, uh, you also, what, what we're hearing is from people saying is that spending may also shift back to services, so more towards vacations and travel. That's likely to pull dollars away from various retail categories. And I don't disagree there. We are going to continue to see uh, shifts in in spending in terms of where where the consumer uh, are are allocating their dollars. Now, I don't know if you've looked recently, but the price for airfare over holiday uh, this upcoming holiday season is gone through the roof. So perhaps you know, that that those travel plans uh, you know may be either, either pulled forward a little bit, or rather than taking some extravagant trip, you know those dollars are allocated more locally or you know domestically to you know eating out. Uh, you know, being, you know, driving, being closer to family and friends. Uh, but clearly dollars are going to get allocated differently as we move through through the year. Um, but again, I think the counter argument uh, to the bear case scenario uh, is that just the, the fear in, in the back end really underappreciate, underappreciates the strength of the consumer, uh, especially when nobody thought that some of the COVID beneficiaries could actually uh, comp the comp in the beginning of this year. And, and really, that's exactly what they've done. You know, as I said in, when I started, nothing has really slowed down with regards to spending uh, across all the various categories. Well, it is interesting. You pointed out airfare, Rob. I booked the trip coming up in July back in the winter and was able to lock in a reasonable price. But it has been interesting to see how prices have been evolving as things start getting back to normal. So good point there. Maybe we can pivot a bit and talk about recent performance amongst the consumer names. What's been driving that over the past few weeks? And how should retail-focused investors, Rob, consider allocation within the group accordingly, given the outlook that you've shared with us today. Yeah, you know, as I mentioned in the beginning, this was a very confusing earnings season. We saw a number of, uh, you know, 
pretty remarkable top line beats, guidance raises, yet the stock's pretty much sold off across the board. So, you know, a lot of the good news was priced in. We view the recent pullback during earnings season that we've seen as healthy, and we do think that it sets the group up well for the back half of the year. Now, our preference is to own higher quality names that do have leverage to the reopening, but they also have several self-help initiatives to fall back on. Uh, we also continue to, to prefer the off-price retailers that are likely to continue to gain share, as well as companies with international exposure that should outperform as travel and tourism return. And again, as I mentioned in the beginning, we only think that really starts to kick in in the latter part of this year and then continue into next year. Rob, thank you very much for joining us here on the podcast today and for sharing the insights that you did. This, of course, will be a story that we'll be tracking very closely over the course of the next six months or so. So do look forward to having you back on with us to keep us informed, Rob. Though, thank you again for your time today and look forward to catching back up again with you soon. Thanks, Dan. Be well. Likewise. Thank you, Rob. And again, today we've been joined by Rob Samuels, Consumer Analyst for the Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. Now, as a reminder to our clients and listeners, the UBS Chief Investment Office does author a variety of publications and blogs that touch on timely market developments, asset classes, and portfolio allocation. These resources can all be located up on UBS.com forward slash CIO. Now, that includes the blog that Rob has been making reference to during our conversation today. That, again, is titled Confusing retail earnings season as investors debate the reopening trade that was published on May 26th. So for clients of UBS, you can contact your financial advisor if you're interested in learning more about the topics covered on today's podcast or if you would like to receive a copy of Rob's blog directly. Top of the Morning is part of the UBS Market Moves podcast channel, which is available where podcasts are found, including on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Pandora. Visit UBS.com forward slash studios to view the entire podcast offering as well as the new UBS trending video series. From UBS Studios, I'm Dan Cassidy. Thank you for joining us. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.